It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. To another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast, we're right in the thick of the season now. And Ryan, it's uh, mate, it's not too far away from uh, NRL head-to-head fantasy finals, mate. Are you pumped? Are you excited? Oh, mate, I'm I'm so excited. Hey, it finally feels like fantasy's back. We've got all that origin nonsense out of the way. All those restings are yeah. done. T- people are finally getting to their final teams in the you know next week or so. It, it's it's finally fantasy time. Yeah, I mean, we were comparing notes on our trades this week, and I think we're ending up with fifteen out of seven, seventeen identical players or something. <laughs> so, yeah, are you gonna, they said something about great minds think alike. I don't know about minds that aren't that great like yours and mine, but <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see how we go. And we do have intern Rob here tonight as well. But uh, intern Rob, um, for those of you that don't know, so intern Rob. Uh, may have to leave us fairly rapidly this evening, depending on how things go. So, uh, intern Rob's wife is exactly forty weeks pregnant, and the due date's supposed to be today. So, mate, you might be. Uh, have you got your wicket keepers mitts out and uh, ready to go, yeah, or what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, cheers, lads. It's um, it's an honour to be here today. I didn't think um, I'd be recording tonight, but uh, no sign of the little one just yet. So, yeah, crack so- on to fantasy, eh? Little uh, Ruben yeah. McStay is uh, is going to hold off for now, hopefully, and we'll, we'll see how McStay. we go. Yeah, little Harry Grant. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you handle it better than a Matt Burton highball. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> hopes not go <laughs> not going that high. Yeah, mate, just got to get a firm base. So yeah, now if uh, if Rob just says see you later, boys, and and legs it out the door. Exp- quickly, then we'll we'll know what's going on. But boys, in the meantime, we'll rip in. We'll get them fantasy. You know, all the relevant fantasy uh, news and stuff. We're not going to do the pun day because I reckon there's going to be 3 million questions today. So we'll just jump straight into it, boys. And the first game of the round here is going to be Parramatta coming up against the Broncos. Uh, Lots of fantasy relevant players uh, back in the teams. And, I mean, number one probably is Ryan Madison. Um, I don't know where his ownership is, Ryan. Um, He's probably in a fair few teams. I think it was up in the 10... Something. Well, it's only four point three percent. I mean, are we looking yeah. at him as a pod or? Yeah, well, I think you certainly have to consider it. I mean, he's what ten k more than um, Cam Murray about that, eleven k more. So, I mean, yeah, and Murray's obviously going to be a very popular buy this week. So, I think you have to consider it in the same category, given that um, you know, in his lock starts or his, I guess, not starts, he's been coming off the bench a lot, but he's basically, um, you know, been scoring about the same, and his ownership is way lower like there's his ownership in the top 100 is seven percent so seven people in the yep. top 100 own him um he's actually wow he's like and uh, only four percent for cam murray so murray's actually more of a pot in the top 100 but um mate yeah, if no, people are listening to our advice they're not in the top 100 don't you worry about that <laughs> except will yeah oh yeah he, that's a, that's in spite of us though yeah <laughs> no he just asks us for advice and then does the opposite i reckon and just laughs at us yeah, he got one yeah. still last week, though. He got one still. Oh, good boy. Yeah. Uh, that oh, was actually looking like, a, like, a, like an awesome move. So we'll see how we go. But, um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, fantasy-wise, Papa Lee, you know, he's a season-long keeper. The halves are probably providing the biggest headache for people. Dylan Brown more than Moses. Uh, I think we probably need to put Dylan Brown maybe in the same bracket as Jerome Hughes, as guys that aren't quite keepers. Is, is that a fair spot for mm. him, Rob? 
Yeah, I think that's right. I think um, we said said it a couple of weeks ago, eh, Ryan? Um, Moses over Brown, right? And um, exactly. Yeah, right. it, it just it just looks like uh, Mitchell Moses is a bit a bit safer. Um, yeah. Dylan Brown. Well, that's just... definitely that's definitely what I said. I don't know about you two, but I definitely said that. <laughs> oh, jury's out. I definitely, I definitely was team Moses, but uh, yeah, well, jury's out. Good stuff. And I mean, the other only other really fantasy relevant guy in this team is Reed Marnie, who pumped out a fifty five for his managers before getting subbed off twenty minutes before the end of the game, which I'm sure is exactly what they were hoping for. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably it from here. I think he played eighty last week, didn't he? No, he was on the bench at the end. I'm sure he was. No, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, he played eighty. You're thinking sixty nine minutes. Sixty nine minutes. That was round seventeen. No, it was round eighteen, mate. Against no, the Warriors, fifty-five and sixty-nine minutes. Hey, uh, Mark's right here, Ryan. Is it Jake Arthur? Jake at... Arthur came on. I unfortunately watched the game. Oh, I'm looking at footy statistics, and it's got him playing eighty. What no, What are you looking at? No. no, just the NRL fantasy ever reliable NRL website. When but I knew that he didn't play eighty because I knew that they panned across to him and he was sitting on the bench. Oh, interesting. So anyway, um, I think he's probably a, a like you know if you can't afford anyone, he might be one of those like best player available in the price bracket type dudes, um, but not somebody that you're actively trying to recruit. Um, but um, mate, uh, boys or a little bit more players that we are actively trying to recruit, mate. Payne Haas has to be pretty close to the top of the list. His name to play, although there's some shenanigans going on around whether he's actually going to play or not. Um, but he is now. Cheaper than guys like James Fisher-Harris, Tino, David Clemmer, Joe Offen, Gowie. Um, and, I mean, he's just absolutely right for the picking. He's only uh, f- less than 45K upgrade from Max King. So, I mean, 59 break even. If he plays Thursday night, he's a perfect, perfect buy this week, in my opinion. Um, are you, Ryan, you were a holder. Rob, did you hold him through or are you I did, buying? I did hold him. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people that got off were kind of the overall focused kind of people. Um, and yep. yeah, or, or like you, yourself who they, never started with them. Um, yeah. And yeah, look, wheels up. Yeah, I think I'm going to pay the 16K and go from Josh Jackson to Payne Haas, uh, which I can't believe I'm staying saying. <laughs> so, um, or I could put 50K, put 60K in the bank and go from Adam Elliott to Payne Haas. <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to do that. So, like um, otherwise, other, yeah, sounds like a downgrade. Yeah. So, otherwise, in this Broncos team, Adam Reynolds is another one interesting option for the run home and a pod. And same with Pat Carrigan. Um, they're probably the two other keepers in this team. So Pat Carrigan, 67 break even. Um, him coming off his rest last week, I think he should be right to go rest of the season as a, as a buy option if you're looking for somebody at 697. Um, but Adam Reynolds is probably more of an interesting one because I think he probably finds himself as the third, the fourth best half. Um, but 685K seems a value. Um, and it seems like maybe he's, you know, an interesting option for the run home. What do you, what are your thoughts on, mm-hmm. uh, on him as, as particularly as it relates to a guy like say like Moses, who is who, they're nine, 10, 11 K apart. Well, I'm just nervous because, I mean, I remember you speaking about what the physio was saying about how, like, the type of injury he had, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, it's hard to come back from and you can hamper performance. And, um, I mean, we've seen that in his fantasy scores the last three weeks, like 38 in round 16 when he returned from injury, 28, and then 53 last week with a try. Yeah, um, averaging five missed tackles a game and one error. 
which is way up to like you know if you look back at his um from round Previous 14 games. and earlier yeah, yeah like he was missing maybe one or two maybe the, the odd game with three but it was you know basically one or two every single week and, it, and it's been way up mm-hmm. the last um three weeks which is yeah it's um i mean his break even is still sky high i think isn't it it's uh 72 so i mean you can still wait a week there see um yeah. see how he goes on thursday but uh, if he can get back to what he was doing at the start of the year he's an absolute bargain right now screaming by yeah 100%. yeah I just like I just like to see him put up you know fifty five normally. Yeah, just right. a base uh, like a almost base stats maybe with like one try assist or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think that's it for the Broncos. Outside of those three, I probably wouldn't be getting too creative with anybody else. Moving along to the next team, the Dragons, probably fantasy irrelevant outside of maybe anyone that decided to jump on Jack Bird as a pod cash wise. Um, Cody Ramsey, time to move him on. Um, I think you were a manager, still are, or uh, leaving the game being a manager this week, Rob? Yeah, that's right. I'm looking at Ramsey to Tedesco this week. Uh, He served me well, Ramsey. I think he's made me like 170K or something. So, yeah, happy happy for people to move on him. I was yep. uh, I was one of the early adopters of Ramsey. I got on at like 280, and I'm moving him on <sighs> to Dewey, Dewey this week, I think, for about, what, 40K? Bargain, mate. Love that. Love that. I think that was a good one from us. That was a good pickup by us early. So, um, yeah, no, I like that one. Uh, and then in the Manly side, there's a few fantasy-relevant guys here and a couple of guys that potentially may be looking at moving on this week. So Garrick, obviously, he's a gun-wing fullback option. And then um, Toltau Kula, someone that people are, you know, got to make a decision as to whether they're going to try to upgrade him or just use him as their 18th, 19th man rest of the season. We've got DCE and Ola Kawatu seem locked in as keepers. But, boys, how good was Jason Saab on the weekend? <laughs> oh, incredible that you had to had him in your 17 as well. Mate, I had to play him. I had him or Davi Moali, um, and I didn't know that Davi Moali was playing at the time, so I just had to whack Saab in and pray. And, um, yeah, I mean, 66 or whatever he got and just looked like an absolute fantasy beast. He's now... 326k with a negative seven break even. I was actually considering selling him to Sasifo uh, Jojo Fafida last week so I could free up the 50k to do an upgrade, and I ended up saving the trade. I'm so glad I did because he's now, you know, a potential like one or two more games, particularly if they can put a, a try or two on the Dragons here with Saab. You know, he might be a nice 400k cash down to the, you know, Tigers you know, jewel type dude for, you know, a, a final final push at the end type upgrade. So, yeah, he's uh, he's looking pretty good and, and um, yeah, just a nice little coincidence there, there for me. Not that I needed him. The only other man on the planet who had to have him in their 17 this week was my main head-to-head opponent. So <laughs> <laughs> Typical, isn't it? That's so typical. Yeah. I was looking at her going, oh, he doesn't have to and he doesn't have Cleary and he's got Saab sitting in his emergencies. I'm getting a Saab. I'm getting the Saab against this week. So, yeah, no, luckily got a got a pretty comfortable win there. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, DCE, he's a buy if you want to buy him. And, um, I mean, Ola Kawatu is probably not somebody you're super targeting now, but, I mean, he's fine at the at the price and seems to keep scoring tries and did, you know, salute it for the punters club, I think, on the weekend. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh, mate, I, I was on a roll in the punters club on the weekend. Absolutely. Um, and, then, and then you got a, an awful beat. In the dogs. Oh, game. the one yeah. point, one point in the dogs. Yeah, don't even talk to me on the siren. Yeah, don't even talk to me about it. Um, yeah, so Knights up against the Roosters is the next one here. Uh, Roosters, obviously, 
just absolutely having absolutely terrible luck with injuries. Billy Smith um, gone for the year with the ACL injury, same with Satili Tupanua. And, I mean, that opens up Nat Butcher on that edge. Um, he's a really interesting option for people. If they want to have a crack at a cheap potential gun, jewel, you know, eight, even an 18th man for someone like that has a cooler or something like that, if you've got, you know, a fair bit of money, like that seems like that would be just an absolute fill-up. Um, mm. Rob, are you going anywhere near Butcher? Were you on Butcher earlier? I mean, I, I've, I don't have any PTSD. I've never owned that Butcher, so. No, I haven't either, but I think, yeah, I think one of the friends of the pod, James, had him or was looking at him at some point. I think a lot of people were on him. Um, yeah, definitely, I think. I, I kind of forgot about him because there are other um, more interesting and perhaps more sexy picks like your Adam Dewey's and your David Fafita's. But um, yeah. if you want a guy that's, yeah, really, he could probably get low 50s in that role. Um, mate, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, a good, it's a good option for sure. Yeah. Also, well, um, looking- Tokiako, Tokiako is out for the season or for, for a good number of weeks as well. So, Well, that's going to bring Matt Lodge up more than anything yeah, else. That's right. Um, I'm looking at Butcher here, and in his games where he plays at least 65 minutes, uh, you know, irrelevant position in the forwards between lock and back row, he averages 52.2. And, I mean, that's not a – there's only four turnover tackles in that because half of that stat was before they started recording the turnover tackles. So, I mean, he could be a 53, 54 average option there at 550K. So, yeah. I mean, he's a really interesting buy and seems to have pretty good job security there now with Tilly gone. Um, I mean, the other <laughs> the other interesting one could be Victor Radley if he's going to be Don't say Victor Radley, no, mate. I don't, I don't want no dirty poms in my team. Yeah, oh, mate. Don't. There's nothing wrong with the English, mate. <laughs> so, that, was just, that was just for Tom. Does he still uh, message He does, him? mate. He, no, nah, mate, man. he sent me a message like clockwork on uh, Sunday night. How's your team going for the week, mate? He loves it every single week. He sends me a message on Facebook. He's, like, he's the best. Him. He's the God best. He's been messaging like since like day one. Oh, mate, yeah. He was like the first fan, Tom. <laughs> I don't even. Know. He's not even in the Facebook creep either. I don't know what happened or how he found us, but he, he loves the pod. So shout out to Tom, English Tom. Um, no, but, yeah, obviously outside of that, James Tedesco, bye. Joseph Manu goes back to the centres, which is probably a kick in the guts for everyone's got him with Kiri going there with the – Billy Smith going down, and I think that'll probably be it rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Stuart Lord was trying to tell me the other day he didn't think that Manu was going back to the centres, but um, as usual, I was right. So, um, yeah, Manu no, was so no, incredible in that game. Nothing that, new here, um, Oh, mate, don't get me started on Manu again. It was so, mate. so good. That we don't need another 10 minutes. Unbelievable. We don't need another 10 minutes on that. Uh, yeah, how, how do you guys feel about that? Let's, let's move away from fantasy for a second. Actually, we're getting through this pretty quick, so we've got to slow it down so we get to the two-hour podcast. How do you guys feel about the fake injury line break? Do you are you, you can't give you up on the play? You can't give up on the play, and the dragons were absolutely gassed. Um, yeah, look, it's probably not the best thing to do, like sportsmanship wise. But man, yeah. it, it, just, it just sets a dangerous sort of precedent because, like, if he if you you know, it's like the crying wolf. Like, if he does it again, is he just going to get smashed because teams are going to think? <laughs> Oh, he's just faking it again to try and get yeah, one Yeah, I, I, I would. I'd use it as an excuse. It's it's probably somewhere in line with how Chad Townsend put that absolute belter on Ponga last year. And Ponga, how good was that? <laughs> that's a point, That's the moment when I knew that he was going to steer the grand final to the Cowboys in 2022. Oh, was that, like, was his, uh, origin, that was his origin story. Yeah. 
So on a scale of one to ten, one being not at all and ten being the most, how closely does this rate to the underarm bowl in the cricket? <laughs> That's pretty triggering. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Rob's a Kiwi, so I think he's... <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why I brought up that specific sporting moment. So, no, that's all right. You don't have to answer. We know it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> um, Finally, a Kiwi was on the right side of history that time, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, Roosters, yeah, it's Tedesco and Crichton, and that's you know, maybe Butcher, and I think that's it for rest of season, guys. Um, Knights, we got Caelan Ponga, who comes into calculations for people who can't afford Dewey or Luttrell. Um, I think he probably is the clear third best option in that list, um, but I'm sure there'll be some discussion around that this week. I already saw um, TK's rap where he didn't, he didn't manage to do the pod on the Sunday night, but he put an article out where he rated Ponga higher than Dewey, which I thought was interesting. I'll be interested to see if that advice follows through to his trades this week. Um, but, um, yes, yeah, so we've got Ponga, and then we've got Gagai, um, who's somebody that I'm potentially looking at as a trade from Cooler down to Gagai to fund things. I was kind of hoping that we are going to see Milford drop out and Clifford back because Milford signed that deal with the Dolphins, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be leaving. So, I mean, Ryan, do you, do you add any weight to the to, to my theory that I've put out that I think that Milford is stifling the guys outside of an attack? Do you put any weight to that or you just think that Gagai sucks this year? Uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I mean, I, I haven't I hadn't heard that theory before because... Uh, I mean, he's he's more of a ball runner, I suppose, than Clifford is. Yeah. Clifford's more. It of a seems to me player. like since since Milford came in, both Frizzell and Gagai suck now. That's a could be a, you could be onto something there. A correlation. Yeah. Because I mean, well, Clifford was averaging what forty six run meters a game. What's Milford averaging so far? Let's have a look. Yeah, but and I also want to know how many run meters Milford averages running towards the middle of the field from his edge. Because mm. I reckon Milford's that's that, Ryan. Be Milford's closer to eighty, so it's a, it's about double what Clifford was yeah. doing. Oh yeah, it just the amount of times that Milford gets tackled or runs back towards the middle of the field versus Clifford. I think Clifford's first reaction is pass to the guys outside him. Mm. So, yeah, I just think that it's, it's, a, it's a fundamental shift in how the the team's playing, and I don't think it's good a good thing, um, for, particularly for his guys outside him. So, yeah, Gagai's a hard one. I was going to look at both Gagai and Rapana this week, but that problem's been solved for me by Rapana being suspended now. <laughs> um. Which, you know, in fairness, I probably should have expected that because Rapana. Um, but, I mean, outside of that, it's Clemmer and, I mean, Frizzell's going to be one that I think a lot of people are jumping off and probably fair enough with good reason because he just seems to be in- sucking and now he's injured, um, which seems like a good excuse to move him on. But at this point, I mean, do you go, do you, Rob, do you go like Frizzell across to someone like a Nat Butcher or something like that or do you just like spend the 200K and get someone you know is a gun? You could get if you have got cash, you get Fafita probably, don't you? But it's like is eighty k, ninety k. Yeah, I don't know if people have that yeah, laying around. Um, 
Butcher seems to be one of those ones who, like, he's, like, a perfect buy for people who have had, like, some dramas in their emergencies and they haven't generated as much cash as they would have liked, you know? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so basically everyone. <laughs> in you go, Mike. Except Ryan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Barnett no, as well. Barnett's looming as a possible sell, named at lock. Yeah. Yeah, it probably does lend some credence to what TK said about not um, not buying anyone that plays for the Knights because they're the Knights, uh, which seems mm. to be good wisdom at the moment. Um, I mean, Clemmer, is he did he score well again? I feel like he probably did. Fifty four. Yep. It's yeah. Clemmer, yep. Yeah, he's that's fine. I mean, but I couldn't I couldn't justify buying him when you got Payne Haas there for forty k cheaper. So mm. I think anyone that the only people that would be buying him would be people that have already got him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean that's that's probably it. So I mean I wouldn't be actively ch- chasing anyone for this Knights team um, at the moment. So uh, moving along to the we probably spent way too much time on the Knights then. Moving along to the Raiders and the Warriors. Um, Xavier Savage is giving me a bit of stress this week because he was one that I was pretty keen to move on, but I now see they're playing against the Warriors and I kind of don't want to sell him. Um, but then we've got, you know, Albert Hoppawati, who's another one, interesting one here. Finally get his chance in first first grade here. He's at 221K named on the wing in place of Rapana for the next two weeks. Um, although Brad Schneider, oh, no, no, that's the wrong one. Who's the one that? Schiller. Oh, Schiller. 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 Yeah, so yeah. Schiller's done his ankle, so he's obviously not going to be available this week. Um, but, I mean, you're probably not piling on to Albert Hoppawati at this point. Uh, and I mean, the Raiders is probably more the, you know, whether we're moving Savage on. So like, and like an example is like, I'm looking at Savage to say like, you know, I can order my trades pretty much any way and I could go like Savage to David Fafida, but I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that that's necessarily a net positive against the Warriors this week. So I'm kind of wondering whether I should be holding, but I mean, Fafita's playing the Bulldogs, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that maybe he, that, that Haas is ruled out. I oh, know you don't want to hear that, right? <laughs> um, because that'll let me hold Savage for a week. So maybe, maybe make some more cash and put some points on. So, uh, but um, I mean, the real thing for this Raiders side is, is the keepers. He is Tarpany. Is he still motoring along? I mean, I've sort of just been, you know, glazing over. Oh, him. yeah. He's like 830K now or something. He's yeah. incredible. Yeah. 51 last 50, week. Yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, he's, oh, man. He's 71 in 68 minutes. He's kind of, I mean, he played the Storm, which explains a low PPM for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like that four forward bench is a bit of a worry as well. Although you have to imagine they're going to do some sort of stupid thing where Ada Mariota, aka Ada Hingano, is going to come onto the bench or something like that late for Corey Harawira and Ira. So, not sure we'll they have any there. outside backs left, eh? They're all yeah, getting maybe. they're all getting hurt or suspended, and yeah, yeah. No, they are. They're gone. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Raiders are right in the hunt for the finals, but I just don't know if they're going to have the legs to get there. So. We'll, um, we'll see what happens there. Kind of makes you wonder whether they shouldn't just, like, move Whiten into the centres and move Chris onto the wing so they can use Brad Schneider, who seems to be the next best player that they've got available. Mm. But I think they'd probably burn GIO Stadium down to the ground if they move Whiten out of the halves in club footies. So maybe not. So the same argument with Munster, <laughs> moving him out of the position as well, but I'm sure we'll get there. 
Um, boys, do we have any comments on the actual on the Raiders? Anything super fantasy relevant outside of just hang on to Adam Elliott and wait for him to put up a bad score? Is that the, yeah. the motto here? I'm just happy to see Elliot named back in the 13 and not, you know, no Ricky shenanigans putting him on the bench, at least not yet. For now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Q Sutton at lock. Yeah. yeah. I'm not 100% convinced it matters. Well. Yeah, yeah, he'll still play 60 minutes, right? Ish, yeah. Ish. It just yeah, sort of, it just, it just sort of caps his, you know, his minutes. Upside, um, yeah, yeah, his minutes upside. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like, I've got this big knot in my stomach telling me that it's time to move on. Um, but I just, I like all the numbers are saying no, and it's just a purely, oh, I feel gut test type thing, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Warriors. Uh, not fantasy relevant outside of Torhu and Aiken, I guess, maybe. Josh Curran I mean, seems to be another. A few people blind Reese Walsh, too. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Pencil on for next year, boys. Yeah. Oh, at the Dolphins. 2023. No, at the Broncos. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be actually. Well, maybe. Um. Yeah. What's he? It's like say at the Broncos. Seven, 7% in the top. Thousand, mm. yeah. No, I think yeah, that's gonna that's a big worry for anyone that has him. Um, yeah, I mean it's really yeah, it's Torhu Aitken, and then I mean Curran's probably another one of those ones in the Dylan Brown Jerome Hughes bucket basket at the moment that just seems to be like just a, a shade behind below being a keeper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No. All right. Move on from the Warriors. He just Curran is basically Nat Butcher, but more expensive. Yeah, for a worse and, team. Yeah, maybe mm. less good. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. Panthers get all their players back. Uh, obviously, Targo and Crichton for those that still have them. You can move them on or not move them on. Um, Cleary's back. He's probably the obvious captaincy option this week. Um, Yo is. Yo, um, <laughs> any other comments? No, not really. Just it's really just you know the usual blokes like maybe Taylor yep. May if you make a big eighteenth man or if you want to move him on. I'm thinking about moving him on this week, but yep, yeah. And then the Sharkies, it's really um, Hines as a captaincy options most week, but not not this week. Nobody from the forward pack, and then I mean Ramian is. Coming off, what did he have? Five tries in two games or something like that now. Mm. Um, but he still only managed a 50 last week, even with a double. Yeah, not ideal, is it? So, no. And 10 and tackle had, breaks in there. Yeah, no, 10 tackle ba- breaks and eight, eight missed tackles, missed tackles. <laughs> um, against half a Cowboys side. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually extremely comfortable in what I said about him, which is that he's not a keeper. And I think everybody that listened to me is going to be happy long-term, even though short-term pain. Mm. And shout-out to Supercoach Whisperer, who keeps sending me um, videos every time he scores a try complaining that I told him not to buy him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be all right. You'll be all right, mate. Long-term, you'll be fine. Um, Rabbitohs. Latrell Mitchell looks like not Latrell Mitchell, boys. He is just absolutely foaming at the mouth at the moment. He looks like not only like athletic, because he's always been like athletic, but he's got this sort of like 
chip on his shoulder now, and it's usually gets it for like half a game or something like that. But it's been there for about three weeks now, and I'm I'm wondering if we see the slightly dialed back version of what we saw from Turbo last year from Latrell, where it's just a completely un you know like unpredictable breakout math like stats wise. What are we? Is that too hot? Yeah. Is that too hot of a take? He was very uh, I good. So. I mean, first yeah, he was all, very good. He was. He was. I mean, firstly, I, I think Pat on the back for the uh, for the amateurs back in round seventeen when we were steering people into the Latrell over Pat. I think Pat on the oh. back for that. Um, but I, I think uh, what's steering me towards Dewey over Latrell, um, like Latrell, obviously he's still the same player in terms of his base. Like he's still only running for about a hundred meters. He needs those big attacking plays. Yes. He's looking incredible. Like, you know, a, a turbo or a Jared Hayne type season. Um, but if you look at South's draw, like they play five of the top six over the next six weeks. Um, so I'm wondering if last week was more like a Talakai, you know, a good score against bad opposition, and he's maybe going to struggle for those attacking plays when he's taken on like Storm, Sharks, Parramatta, Panthers, and Cowboys all in the next six weeks. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, at some point you've got to like absorb all of that and go, yeah, I know that. But last year you would have been saying there's no way that Turbo can average 1.2 tries and 1.5 tries assists a game, and yet he did it. That was PVL rules, though. We're, we're, it's a yeah. different different era. But Latrell's physically the most, probably the most dominant player in the NRL in terms of strength, speed, you know. Do, do you, is it like, I don't think that you can apply the same rules to him. He's kind of like, you know, like Munster, how like he, everybody plays like flat track bullies to a certain extent aside from him and he just plays way better against good teams. I just wonder if maybe like, it's sort of, you know, if Latrell's that much faster and stronger than you, it sort of doesn't matter how tired you are. You know, like, within reason. I just, I, like, I, I absolutely want to support it. Like, if you look at just the numbers and you don't add any gut feel or eye test to it, you have to take Dewey every single time. And that's the same direction I'm moving in, even if for no other reason than he's cheaper. But, yeah. like, oh, it's just, you know... It, like, if you told me one of them is the best scoring wing fullback rest of the year, like, I'd have my, I'd probably have my money on Latrell. Like, if one of them was going to outscore Nico Hines, I'd, mm. I'd, I'd say it was Latrell, not Dewey. Yeah, I just, like, I think he's got that just unimaginable top tier elite upside that I don't know that Dewey has. It's the ceiling, isn't it? I think yeah. Dewey is a base, a base play. Um, yeah, if, yeah, and it's nice to have a wing fullback that has that high ceiling. Like I've got yeah. no issues with anyone getting the trail this week. Yeah, and I mean, don't I, I, get me I, wrong. Yeah. Between Nico Hines and Tedesco, we don't really need any more ceiling. That's and right. Also, just to be clear, for the record, my advice this week is to get Dewey, not Latrell. That's my fucking. That's excuse me. That's my advice. But it would not shock me if Latrell just absolutely blitzes it rest of the season and and is the best wing fullback scorer rest of the season. Mm. I, I mean, either way, like, I think both Dewey and Luttrell are keepers. Like, there's a reason we were talking, steering people into Luttrell over Pap two weeks ago, yeah. um, and, and nothing's changed from that regard. Yeah. Like, he, I, I still think he's a keeper in my mind. I'm just, 
um, I'm just sort of opting for Dewey, who I who seems like he's the dominant kicker. Um, mm. Yeah, that, like that base just seems like it's just too much for me to to pass up. Um, and you know, for a hundred k less too, like there's a lot I can do with that hundred k. Like you know, that's the difference between me getting, you know, David Clemmer or Cam Murray. You know, yeah. Like, it's it's kind of like it's it's basically like like if for the cricket fans out there, I'd say like Adam Dewey is like a cover drive and Latrell Mitchell's a ramp shot. It's like your uh, you know your Ricky Ponting <laughs> versus your Adam Gilchrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just pick your flavor. And, you know, yeah, if you want to take the ram shot, you can score the same amount of runs, but there's a lot higher chance of you getting out as well. <laughs> so, you know, that's 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 my, you know, analogy there. And if you don't understand cricket, then just buy Latrell. It's fine. That's your second cricket reference. <laughs> First, the underarm ball. Now this one. Oh, mate. Well, you know, it's it's coming and in. Getting the slips. <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, yeah. Well, you're right. Wicket keeping gloves, mate. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um. Well, it's because I saw Marnus's tweet last night. And he was like, "Oh, what's your favorite thing that's happened in cricket this week?" And I was like, "Wait a minute, that's been cricket on." <laughs> yeah, mate, we've been in trouble. Is there, yeah. playing cricket at the moment? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, boys, you need to stop distracting me. We're we're on we're on really good time there, and we're just blown out here now. Um, Damien Cook, Cameron Murray, both good options. Everybody else, leave them alone. How's that? Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now for the Storm, Pappenhausen gone for the year. Cracked. Kneecap. I'm sorry to Ryan. I said harden up because I thought it was just a bruise. Um, evidently, that's. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, we've been telling you to harden up with your knee for a while, so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I cannot believe that they're not playing Young Tonomapia and they're playing Tyron Wishart. <laughs> I just yeah. want to see Matt. I just want to see our good friend of the show, Matt Pickering, aka Mister Uncooked Spaghetti. I just want to see him raging about Young Tonum appear in the group chat. That's all I want. <laughs> Is he still playing the league? What's he doing? Hey, he's, he's number 20. He's on the list. Is he? Yeah, he's there. He's so close. He's so close. He's one injury oh, away. I owned him my first year in fantasy. That was great. I remember. Hey, man, he was good. He was a good cash cow a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, memories. Mate, fantasy is better when Young Tonum appear is in the league. It's just science. It's like fantasy's better when the Broncos suck, or footy's better when the Broncos suck. Like it was, but it was kind of not really good. It's, have you noticed a footy's been better this year and the Broncos are good again? Yeah, I would have said the other way around. I think. Yeah, I, no. I just, as I much as I hate Broncos. the Broncos, like it's been better this year for sure. Yeah, I don't even. I like the Broncos are our biggest rival, and I don't hate them. I just, really? I love it. I love it. Yeah, if if you if you ask me what team I hate the most, it's easily Penrith. Eels, um, but yeah, Parramatta would be a, a close second, and then I'm sort of indifferent to every other team aside from those two. But um, yeah, no. So and so yeah, Storm fantasy wise, we got Munster top three half, potentially top two half. Um, Meany goes back to fullback. Um, I don't know. I mean. I'm not 100% convinced that this Storm team can win the grand final this year based on this squad. Um, and maybe that's a hot take as well. I just feel like they're, you know, I mean, they've got Xavier Coates to come back, which is fine. And, I mean, but Rima Smith's gone. Who else is their other winger that's gone? Jennings, he's gone. Brandon Smith. He'll, he'll be back in a couple of weeks. But, I mean, Meany's now permanently the fullback unless they can pick one up, but they're not going to get anyone good. 
The only real answer is to put young, young Tottenham appear at fullback. Oh, Grant the Anderson's savior. in 14 as well. What's what a ridiculous bench. Grant Anderson's in 14. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be it'll be a late That's going to change. Yeah. I reckon it's going to be Wishart to the bench, young Tottenham appear under the wing, Grant Anderson out. And we're going to see young Tottenham appear back. That's what I'm going to see. Yeah. Uh, Harry Grant, stuff. he's obviously got to be a, a buy consideration for those of you looking for a, a player this week in that price range that don't have him already. Uh, Bulldogs. Uh, Matt Burton's a good fantasy player. Uh, time to move on from Max King probably. Um, what happened to Tavita Pangai? He, did he just get, like, shot in the leg or something? Because, I mean, he was, like, on 25 after, like, 20 minutes and then ended on 32. I just don't really I understand what happened. He didn't really play many minutes because he – I'm tipping it because he um, didn't take really any time off for that injury, so maybe they were just limiting his minutes because he didn't – because yeah. you know how normally he was, like, going off two at 20 minutes and then coming off yeah. – uh, coming back on just before halftime. He didn't do that. He only had, like, the two stints this time. Yeah, right. Okay. So he's down at 573K. <laughs> That's so scary. Um, Luke Thompson's supposed to be not far away um, but still not on the list here. Um, leave, gives probably gives Jackson one more week stay of execution. He only went off for his HIA. Uh, outside of that, it's obviously um, you know as per program, and it's probably just. Yeah. I think in an in an ideal world, the only bulldog that you have in your team is Matt Burton. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. I think it's time to move on. Next King as well. He's on my yeah. uh, shit list for I lost yep. my head to head by three points because of him. <laughs> and, I love it. Yep, he's becoming yeah. David Fafita this week. It. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, mate, that's such a good move for, like, 12K as well. Mm. Um, and then, so, speaking of the David Feeder, the Titans, um, so they've got Dave Feeder played 80 minutes last week. Um, I think yep. Aaron Clark, yeah, Aaron Clark played lock and did a great job, so naturally he's back to the bench playing hooker again now. <laughs> Maybe. Um, we, they have Jaden Campbell here named in 17. You have to imagine. Yeah. Well, he might just come on as an impact player. I mean, this spine's working-ish, kind of. My, my thoughts were that he would come on and Tanner Boyd would spell Aaron Booth at hooker. That was my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I like it. Um, but, I mean, fantasy-wise, Dave Vafita is pretty hot property this week. Um, he's obviously going to be in a lot of trade questions, I'm sure, so we'll just save that for then. And then last game of the round, Cowboys jogging up, cuts up against the West Tigers. Oh, no. Um Tigers. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, Hickory's back. Hamaso down to the bench. Um, no sign of our good friend of the show, Ruben Cotter McStay, yet. Um, no, neither so, Ruben Cotter has arrived. This, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Luciano's named it prop, which is fun. Um, which is, for, I think he's a ball playing lock more than an edge back rower. And, the current game anyway. So uh, I actually really like this Cowboys side considering who they're missing. This is probably the best team they can put in the park at the moment. So um, I like it. Um, we are basically just got McLean to come back, I think, and that's it. So. Cotter. Yeah. And Cotter. Oh, yeah. and Cotter. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I'll be thinking that uh, this is a Scott Drinkwater week. Um, but, you know, he's uh, – yeah, I think he's going to end up. I was talking to Stuart. He's bought. He's taken our advice and purchased uh, 
Pauga, so he's going to run a perpetual Manu drink water loop, I think. That's um, nice. Yeah, so I think he's going to it's going to be a Scott drink water week this week. But um, yeah, no, he's. Uh, I mean, fantasy wise, Tamalolo. I, I had some interesting numbers on Tamalolo boys, and I'm assuming we don't have a lot of questions on him. So I want to bring it up now. I was sitting in the waiting room at the knee specialist, and I did some numbers on Tamalolo because that's the sort of dedicated person I am. So Jason Tomololo, um, expecting his role rest of the season to be somewhere between 50 and 70 minutes a game based on what he's been doing so far. He's not playing the big 70-plus minute games anymore. Um, so his average from 2015 to 2022, inclusive of everything he's done so far, at least 50 minutes, um, but no more than 70, is a 52.7 average in 59.2 minutes. But he's actually only averaged more than 50 in three out of eight years in that wow. constraint. So less than 50% of the time, he's a 50-plus point average keeper when he plays between 50 and 70 minutes a game. Uh, across the last three seasons in that time constraint, he has one try, and that's in 31 games. Is Jason Tomalolo a keeper, Rob? No, I don't think so. I would be looking to move him on to like a Murray or something, um, if you can. That's That would be my plan if I had Tomalolo. Not an urgent sell. Um, they're playing the Tigers this week. But, yeah, um, yeah you you want to not have him in your 17, I think, at, to, to be competitive at the end is my yeah. take. Yeah. I think he'd be an ideal person to have as a 17th, 18th man looper. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have, like, say, him and Dewey or him and Manu or someone like that or even Taylor May where you go, like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that loop and see what the outside-back scores and then if they score poorly, I'll just plug Tomalolo in or something like that. Um, even a gag eye or something like that if you're short on funds. But, yeah, he's uh, it, the reason why I ask this question is because he's owned by a third of the teams in the top 100 and – more than a, more than that in the top thousand, so and almost forty percent of the top five thousand. So making the decision to hold or sell Jason Tomalolo could be a make or break option rest of the season. Yeah, um, and you know, for somebody who was going to antipod him, you know, let's say you wanted to move, like you were short of money on a trade and you had no one else to move on, making a decision to go like Tomalolo to a Nat Butcher or something like that to free up seventy k or spending 25k to go to a day feeder, that might be a, a decision that makes your season. Um, so just an interesting... Or um, maybe Tamalilo to his opposite number this week. Oh, James Tamu. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like you say, we've got uh, Dewey. So the, the, the spine is staying as is, and Jackson Hastings named in the 13 just seemed to replace his... Uh, kicking base with tackle base, which is fine. I mean, he's a big boy. Um, but, I mean, the Tigers lost again. So is that going to stay as is, do, you, do we think, or what is is he? Uh... Um, look, uh, my read on it is um, everything, everyone going healthy, I think it will. Uh, I, I think this is probably, you know, they know their season's over. They know they're not going to be winning games. Like, I, I don't think they're going to be, you know, like if, if this is what they want for next year, I think they're going to be, you know, trying to trial it now and see how it goes. The the risk for Hastings is 
if Dewey or Brooks cops an injury, suddenly you're going from a you know 55, 60 point middle down back down to a 40 point half again. So I guess you know that's yep. a big risk. Yeah, and I mean at 530k, you can probably afford to find out. Mm. Um, but I mean the question is, is Nat is he significantly better than Nat Butcher that you'd absorb that risk? For 17K. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I mean, like, because, I mean, if he's going to play, if he's going to play 80 minutes in the middle every week and they're just going to run, you know, that, you know, edge back rower, but, like, their bench this week is four middle forwards. Mm. So, you know, maybe not. Um, Although I, I can't imagine Fanua Brown, Fanu Brown, sorry, is is playing eighty. So I wonder, like, who's playing hooker? Is is it uh, Peachy Hastings? or Hastings? Yeah, exactly. Is Peachy going to play hooker? Is Hastings going to play hooker? Is Brooks going to play hooker? Like we've seen him do a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's, if Brooks uh, plays hooker, then Hastings goes into the halves, does way less tackling, doesn't take up any of the kicking, and that's bad. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, I come back to the question. <laughs> Would you? It's, it's fraught with risk, isn't it? Getting Jackson yeah. Hastings. But is it's it kind worth of the risk to do that over going to a guy like Nat Butcher for seventeen k more? But if you're in exactly the top hundred or top thousand, it's the kind of risk that could pay off, right? That's or just completely derail your season. Oh yeah, I have, absolutely. I think in both cases, I'm not really. I wouldn't be in a rush to buy either this week. Like, obviously, you've got Hastings question marks around his role. Which uh, his break even's at sixty, so you can certainly afford no to rush at all. Yeah, yeah so we know like, exactly I'm, what his role's going to be. Yeah, so I'm sort of like looking at Tamalolo, who you know, if he puts up another forty-five, Jackson plays eighty, stays in the middle, puts up sixty, uh, you know, yeah, and then Tamalolo will still be more expensive um, than Hastings next week. Like I'm, I'm maybe looking at that, um, but. Yeah, I, I, I just like you're obviously going to lose, um, say, forty odd k by waiting this week, but I just feel like it's forty k worth spending. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. No, I agree. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of fraught with danger options. I think this week. So, with that, we'll probably jump into some trade questions, boys. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do it. And uh, no sign a little jazz mixed day yet, Rob. No sign. No sign. I have got a question at the top, which I will forget to mention otherwise. Right, you do um, it right now. I will do it right now. So this is from um, Billent. Um, so I had Frizzell on the block this week, but obviously team lists have changed. Is it smarter to trade out Barnett and give Frizzell another week or vice versa? That's the first part of the question. All right. So it's Barnett or Frizzell as the trades. Okay. Yep. The plan now is to trade Pappenhausen to Dewey and Barnett to Murray. And next week look to move McInnes on to Diffie, so Fafita, and maybe Frizzell to Butcher or Haas. So I suppose that the meat of the question is, is it Frizzell or Barnett more urgent sell this week? Well, Frizzell's break-evens is 60-something and Barnett's is 45. So for me, that would answer the question. Yeah. Like, it, Barnett's upside is way lower than Frizzell, but like Frizzell, because um, I, I was look, reading at what the physio was saying and he was, you know, saying if he... If he Plays this week, it's, um, you know, no fracture and it's, you know, the typical rib cartilage injury, meaning it's very painful. And to play this week, he's probably going to be taking a needle is what I'd assume. Yeah. Well, that's like the Dave Fafita, you know, reduced minutes thing last year where he was carrying some sort of injury and playing less minutes. And they got Brody Jones on the bench. Um, Obviously, they got all their middles can play big minutes. 
Um, I'm not in a rush to keep either of them, but if I was going to keep one, I'd probably just keep Barnett this week just due to the break even, and that's the only deciding factor for me. Mm, fair. And the other, I suppose, piece is, is it better to get on Diffie this week and Murray next week? Well, for Fifi, he's 49 and he's playing against the Bulldogs. So he might be 50K more expensive next week. Mm -hmm. But Um, still a buy. Murray's Murray's 63 and coming up against Melbourne. So, I mean, I I know Melbourne's not Melbourne, Melbourne. They're just Melbourne. Um, But there's still, you know, a Craig Bellamy coached Melbourne storm side. Um, So, I mean, 63 worst case scenario, he's going to put up a 85 or something. So... Yeah, I, I would pr- prefer to go for Fida this week and Murray next week. Yep, yeah. Me too. Cool. All right. Um, so thoughts on these trades this is from Twitter. Uh, and this is our friend of the show, Matt. He's provided us a really nice screenshot, um, which has some really lovely ladies' shoes with flowers on them. <laughs> um, so I don't know what he's been searching for on Google, but I'm going to make a, a, an assumption that it was his girlfriend that was looking for the shoes and not him. And it just picked up the, the IP address. Um, so we've got Pappenhausen, Frizzell, Dylan Brown, and Mam out, and Dewey, Fafida, Hastings, and Butcher in. But it leaves him with 146K in the bank. And I would be suggesting that maybe one of Butcher or Hastings, whoever you trust less, maybe use that 146K on, say, Payne Haas or someone like that. Hmm. What are we? So what's I mean is is that enough? Like, uh, yeah, so you can just buy Payne Haas with Hastings if you wanted okay. to go that way. I'd 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 much prefer that. <laughs> yeah, it'd leave him with one K in the bank and zero trades left before the four added. Yeah, seems a much better move. Now, on the assumption that he was holding Haas already and he's buying for feeder, is there anyone else, Haas or cheaper, that you would get instead of going for Hastings? Because, I mean, that's the other question. Um, I mean, if you trade, no, that's not going to work. You can't get Carrigan. Uh, but you could get Torhu if you don't have Torhu. He's probably the only other one. Or maybe, like, Mitch Moses instead of Hastings. But, I mean, that's a, that's a tear down from Haas for me. Hmm. Did he say he's trading out Max King? No. Pappenhausen, Frizzell, Dylan Brown, and Ezra Mam. Yeah, see, like, if... mm, Do you just hang on to Dylan Brown? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) And save one of the trades? I mean, I'd rather get Haas if he doesn't have him, though. Oh, sure, yeah. So I think that's prevailing wisdom. Yeah, I like it. Any, any, Any other additional thoughts to that, Rob? Are you happy with that? Oh, happy to happy to get Haas. Um, was that getting Hastings as part of that trade? Yeah, so it's Hastings, Butcher, Fafida, and Dewey in. Yep, do it. So we're just suggesting one of those, whichever you trust the less. So pick pick your favourite out of Hastings and Butcher and swap the other one to Haas. Um, thinking of Nico Hines to Dewey so I can use the money to upgrade Brandon Smith. Thoughts, Rob? Ooh, couldn't be a bigger no from me. We were just talking about the two must-haves this season, and one of them is Nico Hines. So do not sell Nico Hines. Yeah, I just replied back, I'll slap you, which I think is probably, you know, he's, he gave it a like, so he obviously you know, received the message there. <laughs> I thought that deserved a response straight away. So, um, 
All right, right. One, I'll give you another one, Rob, because this one's a bit harder than the last one. Is there a material difference between Harry Grant, Cameron Munster, and David Fafita rest of season? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'd probably get Munster out of those three. He's quite that's a lot more expensive, though. That's, that's not what he's asking, though. A material yeah. difference. Oh, he is there a material difference? Endless. So he's obviously trying to work out if the money is worth it for Munster to Grant and then back again from Grant to Fafita. Yeah. Mm. That's tough. I think. Uh, what do we think Harry Grant's rest of season averages? Like 60 high 50s? Yeah. In Munster's, yeah. it's probably similar, um, but he's quite a lot more expensive. Fafita's probably more mid fifties, isn't he? But ceiling possibly higher. Yeah, I think Grant. Fafita's probably got the lower floor, but um, you know the highest ceiling, or at least up there. I would suggest that there's not really a huge material difference scoring wise between Munster and Grant, um, but I yep. would spend the money on Grant over Fafita for the floor rest of season average. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. Because Grant is basically an 80-minute hooker unless the Storm are up by 30-plus with 10 minutes to go rest of the season. And David Fafida is somebody who could go back to a 50-minute bench forward at any time. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will, but he can. So for, you know, 70K, I'd pay for Grant. And I think his, yeah, I think his averages five points more rest of the season. Uh, and then there's a two part to that is thoughts on Hastings, um, and which we've obviously discussed him. Uh, and then at, is one trade per week for head to head finals enough for injuries, etc. I think that's fine. Yeah, I, I think so. Like I'm hoping to have, um, like I, I, I feel uncomfortable having less than four by round twenty one. So I'm hoping just to you know have at least four. Best case five for head-to-head finals. Because, um, I mean, it also depends how far you go, you know. Like, if you're gone in the second week of the finals, it doesn't matter if you've got 10 trays up. You yeah, can't take them with you. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got to spend them if, you, if you're desperate, um, you know, in that final week trying to get the win. Yeah. No, exactly right. Yeah, you gotta got to gotta play, play to what you need to play to, I think. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be wasting trades if you don't need to. But, like, see, I'm looking – just as a perfect example – like I'm looking at spending a trade to go Jackson Hastings, not Jason Hastings, to go Josh Jackson to Payne Haas, mm. you know, for 16K, which, you know, like I look at that and go, that's worth a trade. But like, mm. am I going to go like Torhu Harris to David Fafida? Probably not. Mm. Yeah. You know? So it's just about like evaluating, like tra- t- I would just – you look at each trade on its merits more than worrying about is one trade per week enough, if that makes sense. Um, so I have Hines, Savage, and Pappenhausen as my wing fullbacks. Just short on cash for Teddy. Am I going to Latrell or Dewey? <laughs> mm, that's the I question like of the week. We've discussed this, haven't we? Um it's yeah, it's 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 Dewey, right? Are we going to just come to a consensus here? I think we. Right. I think we have to. All right, I, I, there's going to okay. be so many of these questions. Yeah, I, I think 
unless anyone raise your hand if you've got an objection, our advice is if you're choosing between Latrell and Dewey to choose Dewey. Does anyone have an objection to that? I'd be a hypocrite if I did. No. All right. Passed. Second, third, passed. All right. That's the advice for anyone that's asking that trade. But get so, Mitchell and if also, you want. But don't, yeah, but don't ask yeah, us. If you, want, if you really two. want Latrell, if you really want Latrell, get Latrell. If you yep. don't care and you're just trying to pick one, pick Dewey. Mm-hmm. And use that 100K for something else. Frizzell out for Dewey. I'm happy with that. Yep. yep. And then is Nanai worth selling to go to either Fafita, Curran, Grant, Haas, Reynolds, Tedesco, or Latrell with an E on the end? I'll do Nanai to Haas, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think Haas and Grant are a tier above everybody else on that list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Pick which position you need more, Grant or Haas, is one tier. And then the second tier is Fafito, Fafita, Tedesco, and Reynolds. And then the third tier is Latrell and Curran for me. Mm-hmm. How seriously should we be looking at the sub 650K Fifi and is Lolo to Fifi sideways luxury trade or is it an upgrade? Rob. Mm, that's a good one. I think I would do that trade. Um yeah. How many points I would, I think I'm, it? I think I'm lower on t- Lolo than the both of you, perhaps. Um, okay. But it's... Is that because you're still holding Ruben Cotter? Uh, it's, it, it's not not because I'm holding Ruben Cotter. Um, yeah, you're probably... Yeah, you're right, though. How many points a game is it really? How many is it on average? I think. How many did you say, Ryan? I think about five on average. Me too. Mm. Yeah, I think I don't think it's a sideways trade. I think it's definitely an yep. upgrade. Yep. Um, there's certainly more scope for bad things to happen with Fafida, excluding injuries. Yeah. Lolo's role is very safe, but yeah. it's unfortunately very boring. So yeah, and it's not very Lolo-y now because he's too like he's not he's not he's not JT. He's just he's just Jason Tomalolo now. Probably Vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a baseball reference? What is that? Yeah, you have a a contract? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, Oh, just, okay. We can discuss this off here. Well, we'll just do it now, mate. Give me a 10-minute movie. I think it was the Mets um, owed him about $5 or something, and they they did a deal with him where they'd pay him uh, a million, a million and a half a year for 25 years. Um, and he's still sitting on the books of the Mets, um, and he gets Perfect. paid a million, more than a million every year to do yeah. nothing. So it's like Carson Wentz at the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's been like four tra- four teams since then. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was I was yeah. just wondering with, at what point Tomalolo becomes that kind of deal, that whale of a contract where you're paying him 950K. The, yeah, the reason why you pay Tomalolo is partly for what he does on the field and partly for what he does not on the field. Oh, he's great. Don't get me wrong, but there'll be no, a time. No, I'm not even just personality-wise. He's marketing. He's you know media. He's jersey sales. He's everything. It's not just about them. It's not just about the run meters and tackles and tackle busts. It's he's, he's a he, and he's been around for a long time now. He's like a he entered first grade. Like he's almost ten years. He's been in the league. He's he's one of those players as well that like 
other players get confidence just by him being on the field. Yes. Like you're like, okay, we've you know, we've got this bloke in our team, like we can we can do this type of thing, you know? Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's I think I think that's worth two hundred grand on a contract. Mm. Uh-huh. So anyway. Is there an obvious choice to sell this week between Tamalolo and Barnett? I have both, but I'm only going to upgrade one. Uh, additionally, am I better off trading down to Booth over, say, a 220K, but that leaves me short on Yo or Murray as the upgrade target? Mm. Ryan. Well, firstly, I think the answer there is Barnett um, yep. as the sell. Um, Sold, I agree. The second one is is a bit tougher because uh, like it really depends on your team composition. Like if if say you've got a cooler and eighteen, then I'd, I'd probably skip Booth and just you know opt for you know optimizing your scoring seventeen um, over you know getting yeah. a, a fifty to sixty minute hooker. Yeah. Well, let me ask you the question: Is buying Payne Haas or Isaiah Yo materially different? How much is Yo nowadays? He's just under 800. Yeah. yeah. He's 100K more. Yo is one of those players I've just, I've never owned and I've never even thought about owning. owning. He'll never own it. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be a what top I told three. You, mate, it's, I, we discussed this a couple of weeks ago. It's like yeah. the magic, the, the muggles when they go past. Yeah. The, the, it's the, like a vampire in the mirror. Tower, what do they call it? Yeah. It's just that you just don't even notice them and you're like, oh, shit, Yo's averaging 60 this year. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, Has he even been on the field? Yeah. Look, I actually just don't even care that he's averaging 60 here, though. It's more the point. Like, yeah. he's playing 80. He's played 80 or at least 70 at least seventy minutes all but one week since round six. And I just don't care. I Like, I, I just don't care. I'm like, yeah, okay, he got 60, whatever. Like, nobody's got as there you go. But, like, heaps of people have him. Yeah. He's like 12 really good, home, but Really good buy. Yeah. But just, like, I just don't care. So. Yeah, he's in my blast. So, yeah. 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 No. So anyway, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think like if you don't have Payne Haas, I'd go like a booth and then just grab Payne Haas or something like that. But like, yeah, I think, yeah, it probably depends. Like if you're with like, like us, like me, I've got Volkman and Moali sitting in my emergencies and I've got Jason Saab down there. Mm. Like I probably want a, someone like a booth who like worst case scenario, you want to play him in year 17. Not that Jason Saab's not a top 17 level player, obviously, as we saw last week. But, um, yeah, obviously, clearly, starting wing fullback, mate. Tedesco, Kula, and Saab. That's the, the stuff of champions. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's probably, yeah, like Ryan says, it probably depends on your team composition. Ryan, who do you think's a better buy this week out of Angus Crichton and David Fafita? Ooh. Um, I, mm, hmm. I think for me it's probably Fafita. Um, I mean, Angus is not that far apart. Ball. They're only 50K apart. Yeah, Angus has just been plodding along, hasn't he? He hasn't really yeah. – uh, still hasn't scored a try somehow. I mean, no. So I was doing some numbers on Angus Crichton in preparation for this question, and I'll give them to you because I might influence your uh, decisions. So Crichton and Fafita have a little bit of an inverse um, uh, relationship. So Angus Crichton, he actually scored better in 2017 and 2020 – than he did in 2021. Um, so uh, his base was way down uh, between 2020 and 20 
and 2022, so this year. So he's have a, he has about eight points per game less in base stats this year than he did the last time under the similar sort of rules. So he was averaging 41 tackles and 130 metres. He's now done at 35 tackles and 115 metres um, and also has about a third of his games where he's running under 100 metres per game, whereas back then it was 10%. Um, and also the last two seasons he's been around 40% try scoring, whereas this year he has zero tries. So I've got my question here is, is Angus Crichton due for some regression or are the Roosters cooked? Um, versus Fafida, who's gone from 2019 to 2022 inclusive um, in the, you know, 65-plus minute edge back row roll, average 50, average 54, average 65 in 2021 under PBL ball and then down to 58 this year. But his base is actually increasing. So he's gone from 36 to 37 to 38 and then up to 41 this year. Um, but he's only obviously played a limited number of games and I wonder if maybe him being fresh has contributed to his base being higher. So is is the increased base sustainable and will we see some attacking stats for, from Fafida versus what are we looking at from Angus Crichton? Is he just having a bad season or is he due for some positive regression? Based on like historical data, like I mean, even the worst second rower can fall over for a try. Like it's very rare that a second rower who plays nearly every game goes the entire season tryless. So yeah. I would have to lean towards he's going to score at least one or two tries between now and the end of the season. Yes. So do you do you believe that Angus Crichton is a better buy than David Fafita based on the fact that he's due for to have a couple of tries and therefore a couple of maybe bigger scores, or do you think Fafida with his high ceiling and low floor and insecure role is the better buy? To me, I think this is a decision I'd make based on who else is in my team. Like if you've got a bunch of blokes in your team that are pretty set in their roles, say like Carrigan, Papali'i, Haas, right, you're not really worrying about um, – you don't have a Barnett or something like that or a Frizzell, you're not, you're not too worried about that. Um, then I'd go for a Fafita. But that said, if you've got a couple of um, potential flames, you know, fires there already, then I'd probably opt for the safe role of Angus. Yeah. I don't think there's a wrong wrong choice there is is more, yeah, it's just mm. whether you, what, what sort of, what, what, what do you want, uh, you know, do you want to have a beer or do you want to have a shot of Sambuca? <laughs> home by midnight or home by <laughs> Yeah. Are you going to name your baby Ruben or are you going to name it John? Tavita. Tavita. Obviously. Um, Um, Crichton's mid-jewel as well, which I've found surprisingly useful this year. Um, Have you? I have. I've got mids coming out of my arse, eh? Yeah. (laughs) I do now, now that I'm finally getting like... Yeah. I do. It's not funny, Ryan. It's serious. I do. I've got 93 middles. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen a team with more mids in my life. Mm. All right. So, two, that's all his name, T-U. He's got Pappenhausen. He's looking for a wing fullback. He's got 215K in the bank, but he's going to save some more money. Who should he bring in? Um, well, if you don't have Nico Hines, buy Nico Hines. Mm-hmm. And if you do have Nico Hines... Are we doing Tedesco or Dewey? I would actually rank Tedesco behind Dewey and Latrell. 
just in terms of like price point. That's very, that's very interesting as a Tedesco buyer. I've been thinking about whether I could get Mitchell instead of Tedesco mm. this week. Oh, uh, you definitely would you, can. Yeah. Would, you, would you do that? I think I would, um, to be honest. Like, I bought Tedesco last week, so, like, oh, I'm already here. But just in terms of, like, the price point, like, Tedesco is, what, 100K? It's 100K from Latrell to Tedesco, and it's 200K from um, Dewey to Tedesco. So, yeah. like, I would probably opt for both of those two over Tedesco if I was in the market for a wing fullback. Yeah. The mm. other point to raise here is Tedesco is heavily owned by the good teams. Um, 56%, Antipod, do you reckon? 55%. There's a potential there for an Antipod. I know that Peter, um, the much better Jessup brother at Fantasy, is actively fading James Tedesco. Um, yeah. He's sitting in 198th or something at the moment. Ooh. So he's choosing to skip Tedesco on purpose as a pod move. So I'm just saying it's a, it's an option. I've probably ruined his strategy by telling everybody that now. Um, four trades plus four extras, 200K in the bank. Realistically, how many cash downs should I be aiming for here? The big guns I do not have are Cleary, Cook, Munster, Murray, Tedesco, Fafita. Players I'm willing to trade out, Savage, Walters, King, Karaz, Barnett, McInnes, Moses. Hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't trade Moses. Yeah. No, yeah, so get, yeah, take Moses off the table. I think you should probably also take Savage off the table based on how many players you don't have there and the money that you're going to need. I'd be looking to move on Barnett, Karaz, King, and Walters probably. Yeah. Walters um, injured now, so that's an easy trade. Yeah. So what's the sum? So Barnett's worth it. Would you keep Barnett or McInnes? Barnett, I think. Uh, what did McInnes do? What's McInnes break even? It's a good question. I'll have a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're going to actively problem solve this. 55 this week. 55 for McInnes. Just a, it's a four forward bench, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, hmm. Yeah. He just seems like a 50-minute uh, player moving forward, isn't he? Well, all right. So here's a here's another question. Would you hang on to McInnes or would you hang on to Max King? Ooh. Because McInnes obviously provides extra dollary dues. Yeah. It, it probably depends what you can do with that 50K. Um, like if you need that 50K this week for a trade, I, I think I'd sell yeah. McInnes first. So but- the sum total of cash that he's got, assuming that he sells the four that I suggested, is $2,388. dollars mm-hmm. So let's assume that you're going to need Booth for some cash generation as a cash out. That leaves you with 2,119 players uh, dollars to spend on three players, which, you know, is an average of 700 and something per player where if you go like Haas and Fafida or, you know, if you need to spend some more money, you could go like Haas slash Fafida, Nat Butcher and one of those guns, something like that. Yeah, I, I like that plan, I think, um, because it, he seems like he's in the situation where he could really benefit from a Nat Butcher. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'd even look at like, you could even go, so let's say you do, yeah. So you do Karaz to Nat Butcher, which only costs you like virtually nothing. Yeah. 50 K. And then you cash out Walters down to Booth. So you got like 450K where you turn King, Barnett, and McInnes into three guns. No. Done. Done. No, two, two guns. So, yeah, Barnett, McInnes, and King, you need to hang on to one of them. I'm probably being quite oh, – it's such a hard one, eh? He doesn't have Cleary, did you say? Yeah, but it's probably like I don't know if he's going to be able to – no. Afford that. Do you get Grant and Haas or something? Yeah, you could even get Grant Haas and Fafita. Like, yeah, with that. That's nice. Something yeah. like that, you know. Something like that. That's what. That's what I'd be doing. And just yeah, pick you guys with your upside there. I think the probably the player out of that three with the biggest upside is probably McInnes. But um, I don't know. Yeah. If if you don't need that extra fifty k, I'd hang on to McGinnis first. But if you need that fifty k to facilitate getting those three blokes in, I'd move him on. Yep, cool. I like it. Good job, boys. Um, he's playing NRL draft for the first time, and everyone else has no idea how the emergency reserves work. Can we shed some light on it? <laughs> um, I always forget to set. So I always forget to set my yeah. emergency, so I'm not going to be much help here. It's so ridiculous that you have to actually like go in and set your emergencies in draft. It's weird. But yeah, you have to you have to set which position you want them to cover and it's yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, it's just a bit stressful. I wish draft was more popular because I actually kind of like the format, but I always just forget it and it's just in a completely separate area that I always forget about. Mm. Hmm. I've got Ruben Cotter sending down my emergencies for that too. It's giving me the shit, so I want him to come back. So <laughs> don't we all mate? Yeah, well, yeah. All right, moving over to <laughs> believe it. That was just the Twitter questions. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we had a good good one on Twitter this week. So we're gonna get, rip through these a little bit faster, boys. You you you're waylaying me here. Lightning round. Um, Let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, better to go two players that have fallen but have a potential upside, like Fafita, Dewey, Ponga, Luciano, and no, Luciano doesn't belong on that list. Or cash down to Volkman types and have the one cash for Murray or Yo. Not Volkman, but yeah, well, obviously, but like, let's replace Volkman yeah, with, Booth in this, with Booth in this scenario. So, would you go like Fafida and Dewey, or Murray and Booth, for example? I'd probably opt for the uh, two players that are going to slot into your scoring seventeen and improve it right away. Like, if um, yep. say yep. Uh, you know Dewey is the difference between you playing Dewey or you playing Booth, then I'm, I'm opting for Dewey. Yeah, I like it. Uh, he wants to upgrade to Barnett. Uh, upgrade Barnett, sorry. Should he get Haas or you and Aiken? Ooh. <laughs> I think I think the answer's Haas, I think. Well, depends who he's playing in your centres, I guess. Yeah, but, that's yeah, true. Probably, that is true. Probably is still Haas either way, unless it's um yeah, someone bad. Like Jesse Ramian. Nah, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah, um, if it's if it's Bird or Ramian or or someone like that, yeah. then But even if it's Taylor May, like yeah, it's still true. Haas. Really, it's only if it's like Penasini or someone like that that you really need to desperately get out of there. But yeah, I think it's I think most scenarios it'll be Paynehouse. Who is a better buy uh, in the price range, Adam Dewey or Nat Butcher? 
Uh, ooh. I mean, Dewey's the easy answer because he covers wing fullback, and it's just such a, a disparity between the you know the, yep. the two wing fullbacks. But I mean, if you've got three at the back already, it's probably a coin flip. Yeah, yeah, I think probably Dewey. Yeah, I but like- I'm not. Yeah, there's a lot more that can go wrong with Dewey as well. Mm-hmm. Is Barnett to David Fafita sideways, Rob? Barnett to David Fafita, no. Yeah, no, it's a significant upgrade and you should do it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. is Hastings going to be an 80-minute middle moving forward? And if so, is he a pod buy? Um, well, I spoke about this in depth earlier on. Um, I... There's a lot that can go wrong with Hastings. Um, if you, to me, he's one of those players that I'd feel comfortable pulling the trigger on this week. If you've got a lot of trades up your sleeve, you know, like if you're and your your team's close to done. Like if if you've got, there was one bloke in the DMs this week. He said he's got like eight trades plus the four to come. And I was like, how did you have that many trades, mate? Where are you stealing them from? <laughs> so if you're something like that, then yeah, pull the trigger, take a risk. Why not? You've got the trades to burn. But if you're like some, you know, a lot of overall coaches out there are, are down to like say one, two, waiting for the extra four to kick in, I, I wouldn't take the risk this week. Yep, I like it. Rob, is Cotter worth holding or getting rid of? Oh, I really hope he's back next week. Um, <laughs> you got to hold him now. You got to hold him now. You've been saying that for like four weeks. I know, I know. I think if <laughs> if you've held him this long, you have to you have to keep him now, because especially for head to head, his the Cowboys draw is so excellent for finals, and I think he's going to be a genuine pod um, option come finals mm. time. So yeah, he's just going to be absolutely ripping and tearing too. I say keep uh, one more week. We can do it. <laughs> yeah, sing, sing kumbaya with Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Little Ruben McStay, he's going to be back with a vengeance. Don't you worry. Uh, somebody's just commented their trades of Ezra Mam and Ryan Pappenhausen to DCE and Harry Grant, which if you're looking for approval, you have it. Um, all right, Ryan, Cook or DCE? Ooh. Um, well, I mean, the answer's Cook, I think, but for 100K less, I'd opt for DCE. Like if, if price doesn't matter, it's Cook. Um, but otherwise I'd go for DCE. Yep, I agree. With great sadness, I must trade my beloved Ryan Pappenhausen and once again hobbled Billy Smith. Originally, I was trading straight to Cherry Cook Murray but with a pleb, but I can sneak in both Luttrell and Dewey. What do we think about the trade and is one better than the other, which we've already covered that, um, is one better than two smoky keepers. So I should preface this by saying that he already has Hines, Cleary and Moses and Tedesco. So he only needs one of them. Hmm. And he's rolling with a pretty not deep emergency of Matamua, Pauga, Cody Ramsey and Cooler. That's not too bad though. Like that's two players you wouldn't mind plugging in your. Set, yeah, you know, you're right. that's probably a bit unfair. I think with Cooler and Ramsey, I'm not necessarily sure. Would you go Latrell in that situation, or would you go to Nat Butcher and save that seventy k? Hmm. 
I guess it really depends on what you think Latrell's going to average for the rest of the season. Because I, I think that Latrell and Butcher are probably going to be similar um, in average for the run home. Uh, oh, yeah, no, give me Butcher. Yeah, I like it. I, yeah, I think get the extra, dude. You don't need any more wing fullbacks. And then, um, yeah, spend the 70K. You can spend the 70K upgrading Barnett if you really want to as well. I actually probably rec- recommend doing that specifically and get Haas or Feeder. Feeder. Yeah, one of those two. Either one. You can get either. I like it. Yep. Spend the extra trade, get that dude and upgrade Barnett. Whichever one you like. Every time I click on someone with a photo, it takes me back from all of the questions to just the top rated ones, and I value all of our questions equally rated, so I don't like that. Just flagging it as a problem. Um, so I've got 228k in the bank, Rob. I'm locking in Pappy to Dewey. I need a second hooker. So I'm thinking about going Max King to Harry Grant with the third trade being Taylor May to Murray or Yo, or Cooler to somebody who's 792k or less, maybe for feeder. The other one of May or Cooler becomes my 18th man. Hmm. So the question is, would you trade May to get somebody who's quote-unquote elite like Murray or Yo, uh, or trade Cooler, get a better 18th man, theoretically, in Taylor May, um, but compromise on your other player that you're purchasing? So you can buy 792K. You can buy those AEO. Oh, no, you can't. You're just, just short. You can buy Olukawatu. Olukawatu, Papali'i. He hasn't shown me who's who's in his team. Pat Carrigan, Payne Haas. Any one of those. Fafida is the one that he nominated, but I'm sure he doesn't have a risk. And May or Kula will then be in your 17. No, it was in the 18th man. Okay. I'd, mm, I would probably get Murray. Yeah, this is a... This is an interesting one because, like, I'm sort of um, dealing with this this week, like, where I was hoping to have May as my 18th, but to do the trade mm-hmm. that I have to do, uh, it means because Dewey went so well last week, he stuffed up that plan, so now I have to trade May and keep Cooler instead. So, mm-hmm. like, I guess, like, for me, the the question is, like, who's better, um, Murray or, like, a, a Clemmer or something like that. But um, personally, I don't think... You could always right. just get Caelan Ponger instead of Dewey, mate. <sighs> No, mate, not doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so sincere. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping cooler, to be honest. Like, they've got the Dragons, no. Roosters, Paraton, yeah. whatever the next four weeks. Like, it's not the toughest run. Yeah. I'm actually sad I'm trading cooler this week. He's matching up against Moses Mbai, too. Like, he could score a yeah. hat trick. Mate, yeah. No. I think you're better off just hanging on to cooler and getting Cameron Murray. Yep. He's who is I would suggest a significantly better option than Yo. Who looking? Yeah, because Yo doesn't exist for fantasy. Uh, looking at Frizzell to anyone seven hundred and seventy-one k or less, possibly Dewey or Latrell is my third wing fullback. Um, he's got Taylor May, Teddy, and Hines at the moment, uh, or he can just go to Haas or Fafita. I'd do that. I'd do option two there, Haas or Fafita. Yeah, and then be Haas. I think Haas is better than Fafita. 
If you wanted to, you could even just go May to Dewey too. Like that's probably a 10-point upgrade. Yeah. And you're banking money there too, banking 20k. You're spending an extra trade, but you're, um, yeah, I think you're going to have a better team. Assuming you don't have any, who's a better buy at the price? Dewey or Luttrell? We've covered that in detail. Um, Should I trade Ramsey slash Karaz or Penasini for Aitken? If I trade out Penasini, I'll have no center cover. Well, he's getting Aitken in, isn't he? I'm confused. Oh, uh, yeah. So if he's trading out Penasini, he's getting Aitken in. Doesn't that sound like so? Uh, maybe he's already only got he's two. He's trading Karaz and Ramsey, was it? You, or Ramsey or Karaz. I guess the question is, is either one of those materially better or worse than Penasini? Well, how much is Penasini now? Uh, 457. Yeah, well, I mean, they're both more expensive, so I guess, and they've both got lower break-evens. Yeah, but if you just plug in someone in your emergencies, that doesn't really matter, does it? Hmm. Maybe. If you're worried about centre cover and you're short on trades, I don't think there's any wrong thing with trading out Ramsey or Karaz instead. But assuming you... Like, if you got Burton and Aitken and then you got a couple of trades up your sleeve, I'd probably just YOLO it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Barnett a sell? Yes, we covered that. Is Fafita an option? We covered that. Um, he's currently looking at... Oh, mate, this is a trade if I've ever seen one. Pappenhausen, Frizzell and Edric Lee out. Dewey... Latrell and David Fafita in. That is that's that's the best. I think that's the best three trades that I've ever seen. That's That's cash. That's ceiling city right there. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, outside of that one where like Austin was sending us those trades when he had like a million dollars in the bank. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... All right, Ryan, is it better to have seventeen straight up guns or sixteen guns and decent? 18th man if it means you also have a decent 19th man no look personally i've always opted for the um optimize your 17 and have some trades up your sleeve um yep. like I, I'm, I'm looking at having the strongest 17 i can I, i'm looking at like tamalolo being my 17th man and just looping him with cooler each week and then keeping you know five trades up my sleeve for um for the you know, head-to-head finals. like As long as you've got some trades up your sleeve, personally, I, I don't think um, 19th man is... I think that's a little bit overrated as long as you've got trades because like you've got to keep in mind as well, like once you get to round 20, round 21, like a two-week injury is half the season at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the reason why he's asking is he's looking at... When he's saying... Okay, and I mean, this might add some context here. Is the reason why he's asking is he's because he's looking at spending the money on upgrading Robson to Cook. Hmm. Uh, that, that that does feel like a little bit of a luxury. Like that's one of those trades I'd probably wait until head to head finals before I pulled the trigger on. But look, I, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. It is probably an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, no, it probably depends on how many you got left. I think if you're like, that's your last one before the four get added, you probably should save it. If you got like three or four more and that's your last one, you should spend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hughes and Taylor May for Dewey and Latrell with the last two trades. 
Rob. Um, uh, do you need Dewey and Latrell? Is Latrell need... materially better than Taylor May? Yes. Yeah, I would Is say Dewey yes. Is Dewey materially better than Jerome Hughes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I'd probably just do it. Yolo. Okay. Yep. <laughs> 1064000 selling Taylor May and Edric Lee. Would you get Munster plus Booth? Oh, no, he's got Hastings plus Havili, which is obviously a no. Um, or... Murray plus so Munster and Booth or Murray and somebody 248k or less, which would have to be Wishard or someone like that. Um, already got Avarillo in the Avarillo or Savage in the 17 week to week. Mm. I mean, what if we did like um, Dewey and Butcher for that second option there? Ooh. Um, he's already got Dewey. Oh, right. Early adopter. I like it. Okay. In that case, I'd probably go for option one. Yeah. Munster and Booth. So Munster and Booth. So Munster comes in for May and then, yeah, he's going to be playing one of Booth, Savage and Avarillo. I'm assuming he's got a red dot. Surely he can loop there. Yeah. Bailey Hodgson. Yeah. There you go. Loop. Yep. Cool. I like it. Loop. 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 We haven't had uh, sing-alongs for a while. I think the last couple of weeks we haven't had a, a song. Um, all right. Uh, oh, hang on. No, this person with the three earlier has commented three different trade options. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, Pappenhausen and Mam to Munster and Cook instead of what? Uh, I don't know. That's too hard. You should do it all together, man. It's gonna make you make it too hard. We're just gonna skip over it because it's all it's all a bit difficult. Hey fellas, thoughts on Cooler or May for an extra forty k and Frizzell to Tedesco and Dewey leaves me with sh- a little bit short on forward cover. Could also do Frizzell and May to Fafita and Dewey, but it means I won't be able to get Teddy uh, due to money and trades, which I don't think is a huge problem. No, I don't think that's a bad thing. I'd opt for Dewey yeah. and um, yeah. Fafita. Yeah, Dewey and Fafita. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he can also do Dewey and Haas as well. So, I mean, if you don't – or does he already have Haas? Yeah, if you don't have Haas, I'd probably go Haas first if you, if you do that. Yeah, Fafita's fine. Um, thoughts on these tra- – oh, stop bloody posting photos, you dogs. I have to bloody open it every time. All right, thoughts on these trades. There's solid moves to players with higher ceiling, similar floors, or I could leave out Fafiti and just go McInnes and King to Dewey and Murray. So they're looking at – oh, no, I just accidentally clicked off it and closed it without actually looking at the trades too. That's even worse. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. That's the most disappointing thing. All right, so he's got McInnes, King, Savage, and Kennedy out, mm-hmm. bringing in Cameron Murray, Fafita, Dewey and a cash out, which happens to be Saluka for Fido. Uh, so, all right. So he's basically cashing out Will Kennedy, allowing right. him to buy 
Murray for Fida and Dewey for McInnes, King and Savage. I mean, they all sound like upgrades, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I like it. Uh, bloody Facebook. Next week, we're just getting all the questions on Instagram. That's it. That's all we're doing. Uh, all right. Well, that's actually the end of the Facebook questions anyway. So, Next. boys, does someone want to do Instagram? We want me to keep yep. going. No, I can do it. Let's uh, okay, change it up. All right. Well, I'm ready. Let's, we've got a couple of anonymous questions, so I'll get them out of the way. We'll uh, just refer to him as uh, Lisa S. No, that's it's too <laughs> obvious. Simpson. Uh, L. Simpson. <laughs> um, all right. He wants to know, is Hughes to Reynolds sideways or an upgrade? No, I think it's a huge upgrade. Yeah. But I am worried about Reynolds with the injury. Mm. Um, and I just wonder, is Moses a better option? He's probably the safer option, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Moses plays Broncos, Panthers, Manly, Rabbits next couple of weeks. Their draw is pretty tough, eh? There's no easy wins rest of the season. Broncos, Panthers, Manly, Rabbits, Bulldogs, which Brad Arthur will be fired by then, and then Broncos and Storm. (laughs) Brad Arthur's not getting fired. Rob, I don't appreciate that tone. All right. You, but he does the Broncos, the Broncos come up against Eels, Tigers, Roosters, Knights, and then Storm and Eels. Okay. So, I don't know. Do, do, what do you guys think? Do you think that's an upgrade? On on paper it is. It's just, yeah, Reynolds' performance and injury over the last couple of weeks just has me a little bit worried. Um, like Hughes' break even still in the 40s, so I don't know if and Reynolds is in the 70s. So you could even hold yeah. up a week if you wanted to. Mm. You could also just buy Adam Dewey instead and plug him in your halves or pu- yeah. plug Nico Hines in your halves. Yeah, you get Reynolds next week. That's a, also an option. Um, all right, second anonymous question. Um, so he's doing Ramsey. He's doing a mega trade here. Ramsey, Max King, Barnett, and Savage to Dewey, Fafita, Cam Murray, and um, Jojo Fafita. His questions are, is it too early for luxury trades like King to Murray? I'm head-to-head focused, um, so waiting for the finals. Um, no, not at all. Yeah. King to Murray is not luxury either. Yeah, that's a material upgrade, I think. So that's I would a significant. Play. Yeah, that's that's like fifteen points a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Second, he wants to know is uh, having a half on the bench emergency a necessity for the run home? Um, so yes. he's got he's got Hines and Burton and Dewey. So like, he's oh, no, well, well, no, then is it this year though with all the ha- all the jewels we've got, you know, you can yeah, chuck no, someone else at centre and put Burton there. Yeah, no, you, you've just got to be careful. You've just got to make sure you've got um, one of them that doesn't lock. So, like, if you – like, he's got Cherry and Cleary. So, say one of them is a, is a laid out, you just got to make sure you've got someone you can move onto your bench or move into your halves that hasn't locked yet. So, as long as you set it up um, all right, it's fine. Um, all right. Who your captain is, right? Yeah, Joel, just don't yeah. uh, don't slap the vice captain on C on the other one. <laughs> it's probably, uh, probably a play. Uh, all right, Instagram and bloody hell. All right, here we go. Let's dig in. He, okay, so he's doing uh, Crichton to Holmes. I'm assuming that's Stephen Crichton to Valentine Holmes. Um, Dylan Brown to DCE and Isaiah Papali'i to Haas. What? Uh, and Tuolagi for Booth to Booth for hooker cover. Already have edge cover. Um, Hang on, what? Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I definitely don't do... trade Isaiah Papali for Haas. I, I feel like you've probably got someone else you could sell, surely. Oh, and what's what was the who was he selling to get Valentine Holmes? Stephen Crichton. Right. Well, just don't do that. I mean, that's only five k. Hit pause. Just just pull that out. Pull that trade out. Just take that trade and just put it in the bin. <laughs> okay, it's in the bin. Um, then yep. he's doing Brown to DCE, which I think would all be fine. That's fine. But yeah. like, if you do if you do Munster instead of DCE, can you then not sell Isaiah Papali? Well, he was also doing Tuolagi to boot, so like he's obviously got money there. Money there. Yeah. Yeah, but Dylan Brown to DCE is a big upgrade, and I'm wondering if maybe he needs the money for it. If you don't need the money, buy DCE. But if you do need the money, just buy Munster instead. Or even don't sell Tuolagi. He's a jet. Slug, absolute slug. No, he's not a slug. Oh, which two are <laughs> Not the Cowboys one, the Tigers one. Are you sure? You know, he spelt it like the Tigers one, not the uh, Cowboys one. Oh, tar- mate, people on Instagram can't spell. You know that. <laughs> nah, all right. Well, yeah, if it's Kelma Tualangi, do that. If it's Murray Tualangi, do that as well. Has he? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, he's, yeah it's, it's Kelma. I'm pretty sure it's okay. Kelma. Okay, all right. I'll trust you. Lug only has an 11 break even though. I think he's just going to make like a really boring 25K. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Um, I mean, per- personally, I think I'd just do Brown to Haas and let Tuolangi make a little bit more cash, but I mean, Brown to yeah. DC is pretty big as well. Um, all right. So our, our mate Will, who's sitting eighth overall, he wants to know, um, Barnett and Frizzell to Dewey and Fafita? Yes, I like it. Or Haas. So he doesn't have Haas either. Oh, no, I'd get Haas instead of a feeder then if that's the case. Yeah, I agree. Um, and he also wants to know who we're captaining this week or who he, he should captain. Who, so Nathan who Cleary. Is, yeah. yeah. There'll be other I weeks think, for Nico Hines, but this is not that week. I think they're going to tear them apart. The yeah. only other player that I would consider captaining this week is Dale Cherry Evans. Yeah, I agree. Uh, to be honest, I, I think the Sharks are, are very overrated. Like They've gotten by... Um, beating a lot of ordinary teams. And, like, the last two weeks, like, the really first time they've faced uh, top four opposition and they got the storm on Origin Week when they're, you know, all missing a bunch of blokes. And then Cowboys last week when they're resting half yeah. their team. So. Um, all right. So, James wants to know, what's the better upgrade, Mahoney to Grant? Jeez. Uh, Targo to Aiken. Moses to Manu. So, I mean, no, we can put that in the bin. Don't do that. Hmm. And uh, Barnett to Garrick. Uh, I don't know if I'd be doing Garrick either. What was the first one? That sounded good. Yeah, Mahoney to Grant, Tiger to Aiken. I both like those. Those are, those are yep. nice. Um, I'd rather do Barnett to Dewey over over Garrick right now. Yep. All right, Zach, he, he wants to know, Mark, um, Frizzell to Carrigan and Cooler to Ponga. Would you do that? Um, could you do Frizzell to Haas and cooler to Dewey instead. I hope so. If you can do that, do that. If you can't do that, or for feeder, even if you got Haas, rather than doing the, the first one. But if you it really, I, I'm fine with it, but I just think you can maybe optimise. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Dom, he wants to know, option one, he, he's got three unthinkable options. Okay. Option one, Ramsey to Dewey. Option two. Hey, don't, tell me, don't tell me them, Ryan. Number three. Number three, I was paid to lead, not to read. 
<laughs> All right, sorry, two. go again. Option I two. Didn't, I didn't hear the first one. I was too Ramsey to Dewey. Ramsey to Dewey. Option two, okay. Ramsey yep. to Dewey. Ramsey to Dewey in option two. Joe O to Harry Grant and Tasta Ponga leaves no center cover. Option three, Ramsey to Dewey, Tass to Ponga and Kennedy to Rapana. So I think we can put that in the bin since Rapana's suspended. Can we do Kennedy to Gagai to give him the cover? I mean, it's what, 60k more, 50k more Rapana to Gagai. He might, he might not have it. What about Tomoko? Tomoko? How much is Tomoko? 366. Is this what about Adam Pompey? Here? Mate, no, don't do that to the poor man. I'm really in the market for a cheap centre this. Is Declan Casey going to get dual, by the way? He should. But he might only play one game. Yeah, it's only shoot, shoot that oop is out for a week, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's in he's in reserves. He's in 19 currently. Yeah. It's trippy. We need Hammer. We really need Hammer to get a starting job. Um, yeah, anyway, to, to Dom... Um, I mean, would you run no center cover if you're doing Tasta Ponga? I mean, would you? Can you just do, just do the first one without the second part? I like the second yeah. trade. I mean, without the the second bit. Yeah, just hang on to Tasta for now because you obviously don't need the money. Um, I think just Ramsey to do it. Would you? Okay, so I guess the question is now: Do we do Joe O to Harry Grant? I like that. Yes. Yep. Especially, particularly with the four forward bench and the role change. Yeah. Yeah, Hastings yeah, it seems good. like about 60 minutes now for Joe O, maybe slightly less. So, um, All right, Simon, he's got uh, Frizzell and Barnett, who he I guess is a yeetable. He's asking for good replacements. Well, I think we've uh, listed off a few, haven't we? Fafita, yeah. Hartz, our, Hartz. our favorites. Yeah. Net Butcher, if you want. Yeah. Um, little John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not ready for that at all. Not, a, not at all. <laughs> Little John, he's asking, hey, fellas, thanks for all the cracking content this season. I'm on the hunt for a replacement for Paps. I've already got Hines and Latrell. Anyone we fancy for, as a differential gun, thanks for the work you put in, lads. Yeah, pretty pretty easy answer to this one, boys. This is a layup. I'll take it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Dane Gagai. <laughs> no, it's not really. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, no, it's not Valentine. No, it's uh, Adam Dewey. Adam Dewey, yeah. all right. Um, all right. He so, actually looks good in my team next to Hines and Tedesco. He does. He suits it. Yeah. Suits Sitting it. there underneath Matt Burton and Ewan Aiken. He just feels at home, you know? Yeah, I'm looking at the Move Latrell Mitchell there, actually. He looks pretty nice, too. No. <laughs> No All right, Lockie. Lockie, he's looking to bring in Grant and Dewey this week. He can sell. Okay, so we're selling two of these five guys. Are you ready? All right, so he's got uh, Cooler, May, King, Frizzell, and Mam. Which two are we eating? The last two. Frizzell. Frizzell and Mam? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably those two, isn't it? Yep. Okay. Um Spence, he wants to know, is there another DPP update? Um, yes, there sh- it should be today or tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. I don't It'll know be... who's going to get it, though. By the time you listen to this, there will be a DPP update. Hopefully Hastings gets DPP. That'd be, that'd be yeah. Cool. Well, he's being like, they've basically said that's what they're staying with, so it would make sense that he would get it. Uh, mm-hmm. But also maybe not because Phantom. 
Um, okay, and he also wants to know, is Barnett a trade? Yes. Um, if so, he wants to know, who is he bringing in? Hastings, Fafida, Frizzell, Butcher, or someone else? Oh, it has to be Fafida, and he's not even in the same tier as those other guys. He's like two tiers above everyone else you named. Mm-hmm. Um, Gusbro, our man Gusbro, he wants to know. Um, Teddy, Latrell, Dewey, all buys? Are they all still buys? Teddy, Latrell, and Dewey, sure. Yeah. I mean, they're all, I think all three are keepers. Yeah. Um, all right, Rob, Evan here, he wants to know, Mam and Palacia to Dewey and Hastings. Would you do that? Mam and Palacia to Dewey and Hastings. Um, yeah, I would. How much How much is Hastings again? Five-something. I think he's five 40 or something like that. Let's have a look. Yeah, you just can't do that much else with. I mean, if you're not going Hastings, it's Butcher, isn't it? It's one of those. Yeah, things. yeah. I think so. I think I'd do that. Yeah. Uh, Pelletier's still got quite a low break, even though, doesn't he? But half yeah, stat, but, so. yeah, he's probably only going to play 20 minutes this week. Um, yeah, he was a he was a, there for a function, and that function has been served. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, Rev, he wants to know, he's straight swapping Paps to Luttrell or is his tough schedule a concern? Not convinced he'll bust out 60s plus against the top four. Oh, this man's been uh, reading my mind. Don't be scared. <laughs> Just do it, you pussy. Luttrell's a weapon. <laughs> if you're scared, just get Dewey. Yeah, agree. Um Okay, Michael, he wants to know, is Jackson Hastings worth a sniff with his permanent forward role? I'm straight swapping ma'am to Hastings. Can you get that much instead? <laughs> permanent sounds optimistic. Yeah, permanent is a very optimistic word for what Jason <laughs> Jackson so Hastings has. In a naughty led team. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, look, I, I don't mind it if you've got trades up your sleeve, but I think we'd prefer Butcher. It's just safer. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Corwin, he wants to know thoughts of Connor Watson as a cash down option from Max King. Um, how much is Watson? Five sixty four. No, just get Nat Butcher. Do not do that. Isn't Nat Butcher the answer there? Unless he yes. Unless he desperately needs a bid, then maybe get Hastings if he gets the dual position. But um, otherwise, uh, yeah. Okay, so he's looking. I guess he's looking for a hooker mid sort of backup. Cover there is what he's asking. Let's get booth. Enough, yeah, I think there's yeah there's booth and then there's enough mids that you shouldn't need another yeah. backup there. I agree, and um, I think that's uh, I think that wraps up all the all the questions. I think. Uh, Surely not. I don't think I missed any. Right, I'm sure there was 93 Instagram questions. Oh, unless Instagram's hiding them, because you know how you like to do like the top comments. Yeah, it's it's got top comments, mate. Oh god damn! Come on. All right. Uh, so, okay, so all right, so Matthew's going Pap to Dewey, and the other trade is Max King to eight hundred k and under. So he's looking at um, Ola Kawatu, Isaiah Yo, aka John Cena, because we can't Who? see him. Yeah, John Cena, mate. Um, often Gowie or Young. Paint Haas. Yes, paint house, paint house for feeder. But, but do get Isaiah Yo if you want to get him. I just, sure. I just don't know if I don't know if he's in the app yet. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's why. I'm, that's why I'm calling him John Cena, mate, because I can't see him. I don't know. 
don't know where he is. Um, all right, Justice, he wants to know, he's got nine trades left. How do you have nine trades left, mate? Like, just Spend them all. Trades. I reckon he's including the four that he's going to get. He says he's trying to bring it home late. He's given up on overall, trying some hectic head-to-head cheese now. No, I like it. Okay, good. Okay, so he's going Pappy to Trell. Okay, I think that's fine. Barnett to Fafita. I think that's fine. Um, Taylor May is cashing down to, um, I think, uh, Jojo Fafita. And then Savage to Booth, which leaves him 600K in the bank to go next week. Lolo to Murray, Cooler to Dewey, Mam to IPAP. All right. Well, I think you might be. No, he's already got. I think it was. He's buying. Oh, no, I see. I'd probably just maybe just hang on to Savage in that case, and I'd probably just hang on to Tyler May. Just just like cut out the you know the S Fifi. Get Booth still. But like, hold on to Savage, and then I just do one of those other upgrades now. Hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. Optimize your scoring. Get get the keeper in this week rather than keeping six hundred k in the bank. Yeah, Savage is still going, man. He's playing the Warriors. He could put up sixty five, seventy this week. Yep. Um. Oh, so Humperdinkle, he wants to know: Is Meanie a good pod for the run home? Oh, that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't even know if he's going to play fullback this week. He could very easily end up on the wing this week. Yeah. Young kind of a pay is playing fullback this week. <laughs> yeah. Matt, I'm really glad that somebody else brought up Young Tom of a pair because I was feeling on Young Tom of a pair Island earlier and I'm glad that I'm I'm not. So uh, in the four games that he played fullback, he scored 33, 43, 54, and 49. Um, although all four of those teams were top 10 teams and he didn't score a try which maybe tells you something in itself, though, as well. So I'd be leaning towards no. Uwe is cheaper as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's no, like so do that. Don't do it. Yep. Um, Nathan, he's looking at going uh, Pap to Latrell, Savage to Dewey, and Edric Lee to Jojo for feeder. And either Tamalolo, King, or Elliot to Cook. I think the answer there is King, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he says he's already got Teddy and Hines, so one of the above would be a wing fullback cover with May, if that makes a difference. Uh, I don't know if I'd uh, get Latrell in that case, but if you, if you got that many wing fullbacks already, but yeah, I'd probably just go to a Nat Butcher or something instead. Yeah, and I realise that we a lot of people have Nat Butcher PTSD, and they've probably put him on the Isaiah Yo radar, but it's probably important to do it. Uh, Beast, he wants to know, is it time to punt ma'am? Rob, what do you think? It's time to yeah. punt ma'am. Yep, yeah, punt him. We didn't buy him anyway, but <laughs> punt him. Yeah. Uh, is, he also wants to know, is Frizzell a good cash down even though he's named? So I'm, I'm assuming like as in trading him out? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. We've, all, we've, we've given up on Frizzell, so naturally he'll score really well this week. Jeez, <laughs> um, I'm trying to. They've really made it difficult for me here sort, sorting these questions out. Uh, yeah, you're getting it. You're getting the feels on me from Facebook. Yeah, I know. I think I've. I think I've gotten them all. Okay, I believe in you. If I if missed, you, if, if, I, if I missed anyone, just DM me on Instagram. I'll answer your question there. Yeah. 
Ryan, don't stop taking credit for the Instagram DMs. You know it's me responding to people. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, that'd be a big gag if we were telling everyone all season that it was you and it was actually me doing it. <laughs> I love that I reply to like three Instagram messages a week and it's just like the best advice that people ever receive on Instagram. <laughs> of course, mate, of course. Yeah. All right, do we have any thoughts in closing, boys? What, what do we What do we think? We're almost um, two hours in here now. We're in for our last five minutes. Anyone have a, any colour chats they want to do? <laughs> Mate, we've just done about an hour and a half of questions. <laughs> yeah. Colours with Rob and Ryan. Um, All right. All right, boys. Before we sign out. Rob needs, oh, to, uh, Rob needs to have his last good night of sleep for the rest of his life. Nah. <laughs> just, just, Rob, what you should do is spend some time staring at your walls because they're going to be covered in crayons pretty shortly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. For your last night of stepping on Lego. Which which of these teams does not make the eight? Rabbitohs, Manly, Roosters, Dragons. Oh, sorry. Ma- Rabbitohs, Manly, Roosters, Raiders. Two of them miss out. Who's missing out? I think Roosters, Raiders. Yep. I think the Rabbitohs are, are making it, and I think they're actually going to make a run for the top four too. Yeah. Well, the Rabbitohs are only two wins out of the top four, and they're playing the Storm this week, so they'll be tied with the Storm if they win. Yep. Mm. I think uh, the Roosters, Raiders, and Manly are playing for eight. That's my opinion. Yeah. I actually think the Roosters are going to get in and Manly are going to drop out. Yeah, possible. But, yeah. The Roosters are actually shorter than Manly. Tell you what... Is the Rabbitohs at $23 premiership value? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. The Broncos are at 23 as well. Hmm. Sharks are jundas. Yeah, yeah, they should be like 17 bucks or something like that. They should be similar price to the Eels, Mm. which is, yeah, basically never going to happen. Yeah. I can't believe this count. Like, people are still, Storm is still second day. No faith in the cows. None. They don't. They don't. They don't uh, believe. No, nah, mate. No one believed me earlier in the season when I said the Cowboys definitely weren't going to come last, and everyone was saying they were going to come last. <laughs> Look at you now. It's like when you pick, say you pick a number between like one to like between one and a hundred, and somebody picks up three, so you pick four, so you got like a big chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all it was about. So, nah. All right, boys. And oh, I saw something about the Warriors making a late charge to the finals today. I thought that was a bit of a gag. Absolutely not. The eight, the eight Are they going to win a single game on the, the run? Art- the article was, is the move back to New Zealand going to spur the Warriors into the top eight? Great. We beat, like the t- we beat the Tigers at home. We've had our one win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poor Warriors. I love them. God love them. They saved the NRL. Yeah. No, well, I won't hear any negative New Zealand talk from you, Rob. Go to bed, mate. <laughs> All right, boys, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate your taking the two hours out of your time to answer trade questions. And um, nice to hear it was concise and well-organised tonight and no technical issues whatsoever. So thanks for joining us, Rob. All the best, mate. And, um, yeah, if, I assume we probably won't hear from you next week. Um, so um, just know that the pod will only go better without you and um, we'll, we'll see you once you come back, eh? 
little dagger for the end. Thanks, lads. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something nice to you then, didn't you? I don't remember saying good luck. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what a, what a time. All right, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.